working. Who knows? I don't know. Are you there? Welcome back to Podbar. Oh, welcome, 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 our beautiful Podbays, to your favourite water-based podcast with your two friends that still bath together in their thirties and will forevermore in their twenties. No. <laughs> now, Trixie, be for, for for once. In our lifetimes, we're actually going to jump straight into a beautiful guest that we have waiting in a divine tub on the other side. Absolutely. We've got, call. you've heard enough from us recently and you're going to hear a lot more from us in the coming weeks. So, do you know what? Let's just introduce you to our babe of the week, which is Miss Amy Harriet Gregory. I know her as Amy HG, and some of you out there will know her as Amy Tasty. Amy is a Sheffield-born, London-dwelling food and prop stylist, recipe creator, art director, cook, aspiring street food truck doer, and you may have seen her hands and face in videos for the world's largest food publishers, Tasty BuzzFeed, where she's a full-time video producer. In the last 12 months, her recipe videos, which produced from home during this thing called the pandemic, mm, I know it, have amassed over 17 million views. One of her series, formerly known as Plant Based Britain, now called Make It Vegan, shows you that just because you've chosen a plant based diet doesn't mean you have to eat fucking quinoa and be a masochist. masochist. She believes that food is our greatest joy is the most beautiful thing we have as humans on this earth and loves nothing more than to show her love by feeding. Feed me, Amy. She really is a feeder. She feeds the soul, the eyes and the heart. And hopefully, hopefully, you're about to meet her. Are we recording now? Yeah. We're recording. Oh, we're live on air. Welcome, my sweet baby angel. Literally, just before you called, I dropped a candle in the bath. It was pandemonium. Oh, my God. And I just dropped a headphone in the bath. One second. I've got these non-wireless ones because I dropped my... Or I spilled tequila all over my wireless ones. So now, back to 1992 with these. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And we can see you, you beautiful Hi. creature. Welcome to Pop Bar. Thank you. It's so good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> this is so weird. Like, we're naked and just having a chat and people are going to listen. Yeah. 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 They're like, when are we going to get the video content, though? Um, we... This? No, this no, is... no, no, no. No, this is This, this is, is for just my OnlyFans. This is... <laughs> This is this is just for us, but like that's why we do the podcast with our friends because I mean one day hopefully we will be interviewing strangers. Harry that, Styles, uh, shout out Harry. It'll happen, I can feel it. Harry Styles is is that your dream guest? Uh, and me, obviously. Other than you, I mean, I will say yes. Harry Styles is one hundred percent my dream guest, or like really? Lizzo. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would love to have a bath with but Lizzo. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This yeah. is about Amy. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Um, we just read out your bio and it was bloody fantastic. Um, and I cannot wait for our pod bays to get to know you. So we'll start from the beginning, which is, do you remember meeting us? So we should probably start with Big Al first because ours is a real 
Ours is a long one. I've had a bath with you, Twinks. I was just thinking about that earlier. We've shared yeah. a tub. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're sharing year? another. We was were, it we this were, year? Yeah. It was, pro- it was before Pod Bath was Pod Bath. Um, it was before Corona. We were, we were pod bathing IRL and not recording it. So what's the point of that, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. One of my headphones isn't working. I think it's because I dropped it in the water. Oh, it's no. okay, though. They're not even mine. I'm the worst. Oh, my God. Okay, this one's working. One second. I'll just put that in my dominant ear. Perfect. Um, right, so I met Big Al... It was a couple of summer, summers ago and it was in at Rainbow in the garden and you guys were having a Sunday dinner and the lady who made your wedding cake came around. Yes! Was Nick Jordan's Jordan mum? I think that's how I met you the first time, I think. What a nice way to meet. Yeah, it was lovely and we all had like a picnic lunch in the garden it was a glorious day we were all sitting very close to each other it was uh, very different times i remember those times i remember sitting really close it was probably to my a friends. sunday fun day yeah we did we did at, at our old our old homestead we used to host many a sunday fun day with a revolving cast of beautiful friends and it just it always it was never planned a sunday it always just very like spontaneously happened Mm. If Gray ever listens to this, he'll be like, "It didn't spontaneously happen. <laughs> I, I did everything." <laughs> I'm like, I love that when just food and booze arrives, don't you? Gray's just like, I make it, I make it happen. Gray's the behind the scenes doer, and like you're like the out there hostess, the the hostess. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's I that's take all credit for all of his hard work. Yeah. Um, but when did you two meet? I actually don't know this story. God, Amy. We met in November 2012. Wow. wow. That's a long time ago. And you know how I remember so well? Because I had just started uni in Bournemouth. I was at film school. You were studying fashion, fashion. obviously. Fashion. Fashion. And... Obviously, we didn't know each other, and I was sat in the library. We were in a library, so everybody was being very quiet, getting on with their mm. work. And then a big, loud voice is shouting on the phone in the library, <laughs> No one here understands me! I just wish I was back in L.A. at Burning Man, where everybody understands me. Like, I just... <laughs> And I looked over and I was like, oh my God. Who is that? And saw girl? this little, like, colourful, unmissable, sparkle pony just sat at the table, like, shouting down the phone. In the library. And then she, she hung up and then she looked at me and she went, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> You're so obnoxious. <laughs> and then... Fast forward a week, I had a unicorn horn strapped to my head. I had like full painted face. I think I was wearing an LOM dress. It was like this crazy gold, amazing dress with like a blue puffy, like tutu under it. It was insane. And I was in one of Twinks' shoots. Yeah. And then since then, over the next four years, there were loads more shoots and loads more fun. Um, my sister's been in one of your shoots, so 
Burning Man, bo- Bohemian. Oh, God, Burning Man. Like Bollywood Burning Man. Or Bollywood something. meets Burning Man, which was amazing. But I feel like we weren't, we didn't really, we weren't like friends, friends then. And then we finished, we both graduated and um, I moved to, I went to America for a bit and then I moved to London and I moved in with my boyfriend at the time in his mum's house. And I knew you were around in London (laughs) somewhere and I didn't really like have that many friends in London yet and I found out that my boyfriend at the time had cheated on me again. So I was heartbroken. I know, again, what a scumbag. I hope he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me now. Look at me now, bitch. (laughs) Hey. Um, And I just messaged Twinks. I don't know why. Because we we weren't really like friends, friends. We were friends, but we weren't close. And I just messaged you and said like, not dramatically or anything. My life's fallen apart. I don't know what to do. And she just said, get all your shit and come here. And so I got all my shit and I came to Arena Design Centre where I lived for almost five years. But she moved me She moved me into her bedroom for a month. And then there, it was a slow exit. I sort of got demoted from Twinks's bed to the rat room, which is a big promotion. <laughs> Whoa. So I was in there for a while. This can you can you tell the people about the rat room, Twinks? Yeah, like as in like my original bedroom rat room. Yeah, yeah, the, the rat room. So um, it was uh, anyone out there that knows the warehouses knows that very few of them come with window, um, as in like a window that you can see the outside world with. Um, and I remember actually the room that I I graduated to had a window that was. A breeze, a size, a breeze block cut out that looked out onto the living room. But this particular room was like the dud of the house, the absolute dud. So there was no windows. It was like in the full, like the furthest corner from civilization. And like the ceilings were like, it was just like, it was like a cell. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was a cell. But there were rats in the walls and the ceilings. And I like, I shit you not, there was actual rats like like hordes of them, like maybe I think 10, like a family of rats living in my walls and ceilings. Ooh. And obviously me being me and like having a having a flair for, for the theatrics or like sometimes coming across as hysterical because I'm a loud woman that uses my voice. I like try to tell my landlord and his his fiance, I hope you are listening to this bitch, um, lol, was like, um, you're just being ridiculous to me, you're being hysterical, like you're being completely hysterical, there are not, there are no rats in the ceiling, like what, like come on, don't be ridiculous, I'm like, and then you start to get like fully gaslit, and then, like, long story short, I met the guy that ended up taking apart my warehouse, and he was like, oh wait, do you used to live in Jay, and I was like, yeah, 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 and he went, by any chance, do you ever like hear rats in the walls or ceiling? And I just was like, <gasps> yes, yes. And he was like, really? Like, and I was like, whereabouts, whereabouts were they? And he, he pointed out the exact position of my old bedroom, aka the rat room that Amy ended up in. <laughs> and he said that when they pulled the ceiling down, he found 10 rats the size of cats. <laughs> Oh, no. I wish I'd recorded this guy saying this because people are going to think I'm a complete nut job that's making this up. But that was literally, I lived in that room for like six months. (laughs) For six months. And like during it, you're like, I'm mentally fine. Like, I don't, I think windows and like sleep where you're not being interrupted by like vermin, it's just 
completely overrated. And then when you like do get a window, you're like, oh yeah, no, that was, that was, that's what called mental instability, instability looks like, quite frankly. Imagine, imagine all the parents that are like, yes, my, um, my child, they've, they've moved to London um, yeah, they're, they're living in a um, in a warehouse, an old warehouse with like uh, 20, 25 20 people. people. She doesn't have any windows. Uh, the big paying, problem. Paying about six hundred pounds. <laughs> yes, I, I don't really know how to approach this subject with them. Yeah, it's not. We're making it sound terrible, though. It's not all bad. That was just one really bad one room. Really bad like, room. Since then, the next month, I moved next door to Twinks into a different warehouse. Yeah. Um, where I lived for four and a half years and had the best time ever, wow. literally. The thing to do in your early 20s, I think, like living with 20 people, like the most amazing community vibes most of the time, um, the most amazing like parties, like insane family vibes. Like I consider the people that I lived, that I lived with like my family. Um, it was mostly the best time ever. It was... With like 10% rats. It was... It was <laughs> Depending on which warehouse, exactly. Like, and it's like life is like a box of chocolates. Like every warehouse is like a box of chocolates. You know, like you know, there are some really, really bad ones, and then there are some like utopia paradise fueled ones. And it was really lovely because Amy, Amy lived. Yeah, Amy moved in next door to me, and then um, so we got to be neighbours, neighbours and sisters. And then and her warehouse. Then Twinks grew up. And, yeah. Twinks grew up and left me. Yeah, for another warehouse, which didn't work out so well. And then a house where I got to live with my pod wife. <laughs> you, you passed the Twinks baton. I did. And aren't you glad? I'm so glad. What an amazing yeah. story, you guys, of how you met and like have been with each other for so long and lived together. I know. I can't believe it's been eight years mm. that we've known each other. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, Amy's like my muse. Like, and so the part of the story that Amy won't say is that I laid eyes on her, obviously in this like turbo dramatic effect. Because yes, I was that bitch that got back from Burning Man, and yes, I felt like no one understood me. And Bournemouth, no offense, Bournemouth wasn't quite cutting the mustard as to like the LA life I'd been living. And I just saw Amy, and I just went, oh, "Who are you?" Was it a happy new? Yeah, you? it was like, oh, yeah, it was good. You like I'm yeah I must yeah. I must style you I must shoot you. you will solve all my problems yeah and she, like I always I always say that Amy's like my muse because you've been in like I think three out of four of my lookbooks oh. I've been just dressing you up for, for years and like you're my favorite you're, you're my favorite person to dress up either for like a party or for an actual professional shoot yeah I've styled you god countless times so countless times and it's not even just it's not even just the styling and the fun and the glamour and the dressing up it's like i feel like you've just been there for me the whole time yeah i love you (laughs) i love you (laughs) and i've only had one beetroot juice and already calm down time for another oh steady on now slow down i like my Lay my hair down today. So I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't all beetroot juice in the warehouse. We actually wanted to touch on warehouse living, which I'm glad we've already segued into. Yeah. I would love to know, like, I have spent a lot of time in a warehouse, um, Holly's and Tasha's warehouse mm-hmm. that is no more. So I've kind of experienced the party side, like some of the party side and some of the family side. 
but yeah I would love to know more about like day-to-day warehouse life because like you say it's such a rite of passage for a lot of young people these days moving into London what can you expect I I wouldn't even say like like Aim said early 20s I would say like any age really like as long as you're like young of heart and like you know wanting to be like for me my first year in London was so lonely and like I actually was looking forward to living with strangers than living with people that I knew incredibly well I felt more like myself living with a group of strangers than I did with like my friends at that point and it was just like it's a baptism of fire really isn't it what does like that mean? you just gotta like go for it you gotta like dive straight in but like you have to be a particular kind of person to kind of like yeah. get by yeah, you do. It's I call it where we lived, Never Neverland, and I feel like I was Wendy with the Lost Boys, oh, which was cute. So cute. Like it's there are people. There is the youngest is like twenty, probably younger, and then the oldest is like sixty. Wow. Literally, it's it's a wealth and breadth of different backgrounds and ages. There's the only common theme is that you have to be a little bit mad. Just the sprinkling five percent or more, crazy. Um, it's I think it's normalised a lot of things for me that I guess aren't normal. Just like walking outside and it be being like an actual circus in the garden, <laughs> like fi- fire breathing hippies, um, hula hooping, like aerobics, really cool, amazing stuff. But stuff that you would never get in a normal house in London. It was it was amazing. But then there's also like the, you know, 72 hour parties where, and you're just trying to sleep and there's just like music blaring through the walls like 24 hours. Yeah, Yeah, like I remember one of my housemates when I had, um, when I had a a job that you had to go to, uh, (laughs) I went to the job. I went, <laughs> I left the house in the morning and he was, he was doing balloons at the kitchen table. Oh. And then I got home probably 10 hours later and he was still doing balloons at the kitchen table. Yeah. You see some sights wow. and you meet, you see some sights, you meet some characters, but like, also Amy just called our garden a garden. It wasn't, it was a car park, babes. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it was garden. a garden. It, it was a garden. You know, it was an outdoor space and it was secluded and like in, in our particular place, like, you know, across from my warehouse, there was a giant um photography studio and there was a music studio and there was you know there was aerial and circus performing warehouses and mm. and it's just such a and um jack's big giant inflatable penis i wasn't there for the, gi- the giant inflatable Tell me penis, more. Babe. so there's a costume designer who lives oh, in king jack, jack. is that his name jack, jack irvine yeah He's an amazing designer. Like, he designed stuff for Lady Gaga, and he was putting together in the front car park a inflatable, like a giant inflatable dick. Yes. And it was quite close to the front gates, like, where there's then a street with normal people. Living houses. With normal houses. And one of the neighbours complained that there's a gigantic penis. What are they doing? There's hippies. Yeah, so crazy stuff. Like, yeah, you you never know. Like, it, you just never know what you're gonna get. I, I love yeah. I love the normalization of like, yeah, you just you get used to just seeing 
<clears throat> strangest things and it just being like, yeah, I'm home now. Like, and also warehouses are like big spaces, like and just it is it's anything goes and I like no regrets at all I'm so glad I had that experience um but I don't I don't think I could do it again I quite like living no. in a house with married people mm. but it was yeah. amazing while it lasted <laughs> yeah it was amazing and I'm only freshly relieved you've yes. just left <laughs> you've just like literally like we're talking what like two three weeks a month Wowzers trousers. I've been, actually, I've been here for six weeks now in this one. So it feels strange to be part of the very small and rare group of people that actually survived Arena. Yeah. That's the name of the warehouse feels, area. Yeah. 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 It feels like it was just a dream now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, like, com- completely. Yeah. Yeah. You do feel like maybe you made it all up. You leave and then you're like, you wake up and you're like, what a strange dream. Where am I? <laughs> how, how does cleaning work in warehouses? Um, some it doesn't. Some it's just some... like a long forgotten concept. Like my warehouse, it, it, didn't, it didn't exist. It wasn't a thing. Everyone was too out of control. we had, yeah, like some of them, I just, I don't, they're diabolical. You don't know how these people survive in the filth. But in mine, I mean, it was pretty filthy, but it was quite quite tidy at, at some time. So, you know, there's always quite a big layer of grease on the wall, but at least the mugs were all hung up on the That's all you can ask mugs. for. You, you, yeah, had, exactly. you had, like, rules and regulations that kept your warehouse in check? Not really. There weren't really rules. It just... We had the magical cleaning fairy, Jamie, who's the house manager, that sort of did a deep clean or deep medium shallow <laughs> shallow fry clean a clean a clean a clean a clean like once a week so can't complain like how are you yeah how are you finding living in a in a house oh my god there's so much cleaning to do yeah yeah it's 90 percent taking the bins out yeah. <laughs> and 10 percent hoovering i totally agree i totally agree but i love it I'm I'm in a bath. I know that's a really nice bath. It's so lovely. Before in the warehouses, we had mini bathtubs that were only installed so that the showers wouldn't overflow. I see, like 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 little sinks that you stand in. Yes, but you you can have a bath, but it's not relaxing, and you don't really want to have a bath in a place where twenty people shower every day. Mm. Oh, my my showers were. Gross, like really gross. Wild, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is wild. We were there. And we saw now it. I'm in. Now I'm in my bathroom with a full size bath oh. with a Joe Malone. Ah! Oh my god! I nearly. <laughs> oh my! That's instant karma for bragging. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I so I've got this tray that's like rested on the edges you know you can get those bath oh, that's trays. dangerous boo. Bougie, I like that. but like this isn't a bath tray no. this is just a piece of wood that's like probably two inches too small to actually be this thing so it's like perfectly balanced and if i knock it then it's game over there's beetroot juice in the bath pasco's gonna come in and think there's been an accident <laughs> <laughs> you could just trick him and just lie there like eyes in the back of your head <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's a good point. We've gone from we've gone from meeting at uni, mm. being my forever muse, warehouse living. So Amy that turned up on my doorstep, 
life having been ruined and living in my bed for a month to Amy that now lives in a house. What are the changes? A beautiful apartment. I'm sorry, a swanky East London apartment. Who, oh no, look at me. What, what are the changes? How has she changed since then? Um, have I changed? Yeah. I, I think I've just sort of grown up a bit. That's nice. I've made, made loads of, loads and loads of mistakes that I don't regret because you learn from them. And I've just grown up and become a butterfly. You've always, babe. Sophie, say you've babe, always yeah. been a butterfly. Yeah, you, you were never I a moth, but I was a crooked, broken, very hungover moth. Mm. And and speaking and speaking of which, you now seem to have a very good balance of retaining your sense of fun and bigger <laughs> for life, but in a sort of clean living sense yes so I'm very clean you're very clean <laughs> you are now a sober plant-based babe okay. i plant -based am babe. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i cringe when like when i'm called like so i know sober is a weird say... word i feel because it's like traditionally i don't think it actually means to do with alcohol i think it's like sobering and it's yeah. like solemn. So let's just call you a booze-free, plant-based babe. Yeah, a toxin-free, titillating, temporary. <laughs> oh, why did you decide to make those decisions? Uh, so with drinking, I completed it. <laughs> I leveled up. I think in your in. <laughs> oh my god in everyone's life I think there are certain amounts of units like reserved for each person and when you start drinking at age 13 and then live in a warehouse for nearly five years in your 20s you use up your limit like pretty quickly that's a good analogy so yeah I drank so heavily for for the past near like 10 years it's insane like do you ever lie to the doctors about you're drinking like when you've got to say how many units you drink a week yeah who doesn't so it, i like quartered the truth and they still were like oh you're drinking too much i think that happens to everyone though not that i'm trying to like make alcoholism okay but like but like it's so easy for to say like oh it's fine because i'm 25 mm. but like it's your body it when helps. does when does enough become and like when is it too much what age do i get when i'm like okay now i have to stop like, because my childhood was framed by my dad's alcoholism. I was, like, the primary witness of it, affected by it. And he must have started when he was young and just carried on, carried on. And I don't want to be dependent on anything. Yeah. I don't want my children, future children, to have an alcoholic parent or grow up in that kind of environment at all. So, like, and his side of the family suffered with alcohol problems. So I was super determined to break the chain when I, like checked in with myself and I was like you're drinking too much like when you live in a warehouse every night is a dinner party and you, a bottle of wine is only three glasses and that's a whole bottle yeah. and it, it feels like not a lot because it's only three glasses and then you're like shit I've drank a bottle of wine mm. every day of the week every day of the yeah. week except one day because I was too hungover <laughs> to possibly drink it <laughs> to possibly drink I was too hungover and had my head in the toilet all day, feeling really sorry for myself when it was myself that put myself there and 
the worst thing was I paid money to feel like that. Mm. I think that's a really interesting way of thinking about it, like stopping when you're younger mm. and finding other ways to enjoy yourself and be present in social occasions without having to drink, which might be a blanket um, thing to say, but it's probably a lot easier to, to start doing that now than when you're older, you know, when you're in your 50s and go, I've got a drinking problem, I need to stop, when it's even more ingrained in your life and, you know, you, perhaps you don't have as much going on and any reason to stop drinking. Yeah, you haven't got any responsibility. But that's like, that's the problem that it's so ingrained in our lives and so ingrained in our culture. Like, someone's born, you have a drink. Like, someone dies, you have 10 drinks. Someone gets married, gets smashed. It's someone's birthday, yeah. blackout. You're going to the airport. Yeah, like wake up in your own piss on their plane. Just me. <laughs> I remember. Did you see? There you go. Did you see that? Did you ever watch Celebrity Big Brother with Charlotte Crosby? Uh, no, no, no. She's the one from that show. Geordie Shaw. Geordie uh, Shaw. And like, I feel like it was more than one occasion on that TV show. She got so pissed that she woke up and had pissed the bed. And was just like, oh, haha, like lol. I was like, that's not funny. That's you need, yeah, so tragic, exactly. and that's so normalised, like you say. But yeah, in Britain, I remember when it was in the summer or in the spring. You'll rem- you'll remember the actual date when you had said yeah. to me, "I've just stopped drinking. I haven't drunk for three days." And at the time, you were like. You know, it doesn't seem like much, but I'm starting and I can feel like there's definitely a change here for me. When was that? It's that I, well, I, this is my sixth month sober. Clap, clap, clap. It's my, it's my proudest achievement, oh, honestly, babe. because I don't think like ask anyone, they would, it was more. Me stopping drinking was more unlikely than, like, 2020 going the way that I did. <laughs> like, nobody would have believed you if a year ago I was sober. Yeah. So anyone can, do, can it. do it. Yeah. Yeah, if I can. And I feel that the, the experience that I had, I I did five five months. And now, you know, I, I have reintroduced alcohol, but not very regularly. I just wouldn't say that I'm completely sober person but during those five months I found that once you've done the first month you've been in every social situation where you need to say no and that is the only thing where I would ever struggle was that you know I felt obliged maybe I'd go around to somebody's house for dinner and it was just me and them and they were assuming we were going to have a drink together it's that that like obligation of wanting to appease someone else's like need for drinking and once you've said no, it's completely fine. And you only need to experience those various um, like social occasions a couple of times until you've ticked them all off your list. And then after that point, it's like easy peasy. You know what it feels like to say no. It's fine. And you get on with it and you bring your beet juice along and have a lovely time. <laughs> and I do <laughs> everywhere. It is funny, though, how some, like, if you're not drinking, like, some people have a problem with it. Like, this year, I went to my sister's birthday, and she was outraged that I wasn't drinking. She was like, 
she was like, you're so boring. And I'm like, you know what's boring? Hangovers. Yes. Or like, why does my not drinking affect you? Exactly. And, and we're all very, like, blowing our own trumpets, but we're all naturally very fun people. We don't need to be drinking to be having fun. And I feel like, like you say, it's so ingrained in culture that people don't think that <clears throat> not drinking and fun can be together. They only can exist... Yeah. Fun can only exist when you're boozing. So to have, but I think if you're not drinking, you're so much more fun because you're just how you are being authentically. Like you don't need, you don't need that thing, that social lubrication or something to l- let your inhibitions down because you're confident just being yourself, dancing sober. It's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, the first time is fucking terrifying. I'm just like, oh, this is weird. I'm moving my body around and I don't have any alcohol in it. I'm in complete control of all of my limbs. What do I do with them? Yeah. I'm going to remember all of this tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you don't want to remember people's drunken behavior behavior the next Mm. day. But it's very interesting looking at it from a sober lens. Like, I've never, ever had that before. I always thought, like, me, me and, oh, we're not that drunk. And then when you're actually not drunk at all, everyone's fucking smashed. And it's, it's either hilarious or it's like, oh my God, stop. But no judgments. I'm super happy to be a, not, a non-drinker around people that are having a, a couple of drinks. Like, not tons, like, because it's not fun to be around drunk people when you're not drunk. But I, I have no problem with being with friends who want to have a glass yeah. of wine or whatever um and I find that people take my life choices as like a judgment on their own and it's totally not that like it's just like this is the right thing for me and it's the same with the vegan thing exactly vegan okay let's call it (laughs) plant-based because vegan is such a pooey word (laughs) it's like twink said that you guys watched um carnage oh I still need to watch it but I know about it oh my god so good I'm so glad that I stopped eating me and so will watch that this week you'll be fine because you're you're vegetarian like I, my household, we're vegetarians that very, you know, on very special occasions eat fish. But actually, like the more and more time goes on, the less and less that happens. Um, so I was really glad that I had stopped eating meat when I watched it. It's tough. It's like tongue in cheek. It's like very satire. It's it's super kind of sarky and strange and like it, it's it's pretty funny. But then this isn't a spoiler, but at the end when he said, or when whoever it is says, we're not vegans, you're carnage. <gasps> oh, I like that. Because, yeah, I really, I really like it, that it, it has this kind of like shtick about it that <clears throat> the way that, you know, we look back at the 50s and like pregnant women are smoking on airplanes, <laughs> you know, like people are about to run the 500 meters and they're just like putting out a cigarette and you're like, what the fuck like you're watching people in business meetings or like typing just just chain smoking ciggies and you're like what is happening that's and you're like that was only 30 years ago so the whole premise is like us in 30 years in 2050 looking back at our behavior like eating animals and animal products and being like what the hell were we doing eating our friends and like milking our friends it's a, it's great. I urge anyone to watch it because it's um, it's a nice, it's a nice way or or a not typically annoying vegan way of 
it doesn't shove it down your throat, no pun mm-hmm. intended, but it just, it makes it funny. And I think by us laughing at ourselves, it it enables people to see the truth or, or just just sort of accept it more rather than thinking that, you know, they're so different, whatever. Um, yeah. Good movie, good movie. <laughs> um, what brought on the plant-based diet Lots of things. I'm a big believer in signs from the universe. And I think this year with the COVID thing, that was like a big fat sign into like, we need to change our ways as humans. Like, you know, the origin, they say that the origin is from wet markets in China, from trading animals and livestock. And so essentially, if people didn't eat animals or trade animals, we wouldn't be in this pandemic. Coronavirus wouldn't exist. We'd, people would be alive people would be kissing mm-hmm. their nans. So that was one big sort of element in it. I've I've dipped a toe in it before, but it's never really stuck. And I think that's because with my job and my jobs, it's e- it was easy to put my head in the sand about it. Um, but at the same time as lockdown, I met my boyfriend now who is vegan. And I think he's a great vegan because he will not talk about it unless you ask him which is a good way to convert people. Don't preach. Because you're not being like, you should do this, whatever. Yeah, being completely unpreachy and just allowing them to see your life. And then I was just like asking questions and he he has an ecology degree. So he's really educated in exactly what's going on with the planet and why we should stop mass, um, like mass farming and all of those things. So, and him and I like we quite quickly whirlwind lived together so I was living with a vegan (laughs) and cooking for a vegan and then learning about it and learning that it's so much more creative and you feel so much better to eat plant-based and the world is happier and it's nice to think that Daisy the cow is having a lovely time in a field being milked for camembert but like in reality she's a mammal how do mammals make milk? It's like from giving birth to babies. So like humans are forcibly inseminating cows, raping cows, so we can turn their sweet tea juice into Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> or killing the male cows because they're useless. They can't make milk. Or raising the baby female cow for the same fate as her mother. And like, I just couldn't see the justice in that. Um... Let's talk about your job. What would you say your job is? Because it it ties into the... You've managed to literally make your job about being vegan. Yeah, some some of it, it's not... not, I can't say that I'm 100%. I can't... Some of the videos that I make, I have to... That I have to make are non-vegan sometimes. Um, So I'm a video producer for Tasty. So that means day-to-day I make recipe videos so I'm the hands that you see in the how to make um coleslaw five ways (laughs) (laughs) how to make coleslaw five ways and then it's my hands like doing the doing the making and also shoot (laughs) I also shoot and And, and then for anybody living under a rock which is usually me what (laughs) oh my god babe oh my god (laughs) Sorry, what is tasty? I actually do know the answer to that. 
to those that don't. So tasty is um, <laughs> uh, tasty is, is the world's largest food publisher. So we create food content for the wow. internet. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of those platforms we put out like we make recipe videos to show people how to make different dishes. Uh, and we work with different brands to incorporate their um, brand into videos and, yeah, just help people to mm. cook and learn what to make for Tuesday yeah. dinner. I've, I've just realised, I'm really hoping that she does listen to us sometimes. My friend and boss, Lucy Boyd, quite often as a reference, when we're talking about making videos, she'll be like, can we do it top down, like with the hands, like, like in Tasty? That's you! It's Amy's hands! Before I had this job, I would use Tasty as like, as a way to explain to people what I did. I'd be like, oh, you know, because I I've, I've, I made recipe videos before I worked for Tasty, but it's hard to kind, kind of, to ex- people can't really get their head around the concept. I'm like, oh, I make recipe videos for my actual job. And... I'm like, you know, like Tasty, and they're like, oh, yeah, Tasty videos. And now you're doing so. it for Tasty. And now, yeah. So, so like, what, so I guess you kind of touched on it already, but like a day-to-day for Tasty. Are they are they the ones coming up with, like, concepts or, or other places coming to Tasty and saying, hey, we are this brand, can you make a video for us about this thing? So I'm mainly an editorial producer, which means that I come up with formats and show ideas editorially so not brands so I can think of a cool idea like well my one of my uh, formats is called plant-based Britain which we changed the name to make it vegan which was a mistake why um just because as soon as people see the word vegan they are put off plant-based is very like because deliciously Ella a bit more bougie a bit more like soft I feel a bit more, ex- like, yeah, acceptable, easy for, yeah, people to swallow. God, so many food <laughs> puns. Hey, oh. <laughs> eat it. Um, <laughs> eat it, bitch. Um, yeah, so I come up with, like, ideas for shows, more creative stuff, whereas, um, but then brands, we we make our money from the brands, brands but we, we make our home with the editorial Amazing. videos. Is, is how they put it. Uh, um, so I'll sort of think of an idea and then I'll w- work with the culinary creative Chloe on like perfecting the recipe and she'll like test it. And then I'll, because um, everything's, well, I work from home now. Um, we built a studio in our other bedroom, which is amazing, amazing. It means that I work 24 seven, which is pretty pooey because it's just, you roll out of bed to your laptop and just stay there all day and then, roll onto the sofa and watch the crown and then go to bed and then do the same. There's no off the switch. No. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying, I'm learning. Uh, but I, I also, I love my job. So. Sounds so fun. Um, I was working on a shoot the other day where food was involved, but it was a very, very small element. Um, but we had to do some strange things. Like we pre-made the things that we needed. It was all very like, um, uh, oven ready uh, roast dinner food so it was all ready and then we had to sprinkle like some water on the items again and stick it in the microwave just to give it that steamy look 
I had never considered yeah. anything like that before. Are there weird things like that that you have to do in your job? Well, you can actually buy these two chemicals, which you literally, I don't know, it's like a little little chemical and then you drop this other thing on it and it creates steam. No. So yes. niche. <laughs> or you can put a tampon in the microwave, a wet tampon, and then that steams. Oh, my God. Well, and then kind of, like, nestle it into your Brussels sprouts. Shove it up the chicken's ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. I'm not, not condoning that. <laughs> but, yeah, there's lots of... Um, tips and tricks like most food that you see on ads isn't cooked at all really it's just it's just because as soon as you cook food it goes wrinkly and soggy and just droopy but yeah. if you just sort of paint some barbecue sauce on it it looks like it's nicely charred and it stays vibrant that is so fascinating does it ruin food for you when you're watching adverts or tv oh yeah like the, tip, the tips have they done that i can see how they've yeah. done that that's a raw rib right there yeah i mean i nearly i nearly killed the dog the other day because i just walked in front walked into the road to go and look up close at an aldi poster and pippin followed behind me and pasco was like you can't just walk into roads like just because I, the part, it looked, it was a really good tart. I just wanted to know how they did it. Mm. What was, what, what, what were you looking at? Because I want to look out for it for myself. Just, now. it just had like a beautiful <laughs> lattice and just juicy fruits and good pastry. Like it just, I don't know, it just enchanted me. I somewhat. love that. <laughs> With your professional eye, it did the job. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm speaking more like the queen these days because we're watching so much The Crown. Where are you at it? Where are you in it, babes? We've got to season four, the one everyone's talking oh, about. Oh, come through, Lady Die. Where are you? Um, are you I finished it? it, babes. Oh my god, I love it. I did not think that. I, I know, I know, but it gets you because it is salacious and it is real and like the costumes. Um, don't worry, big guy. You'll be watching this in like ten years. Have you heard of this program called? Um, what's it called? It's really. Have you heard this program called Mad Men? Yes. Oh, that wasn't a question. That's me. That's me. That's me right now. Big Al's watching this like new cool program called called Mad Men. Oh my god! Talking about the crowd in ten years. Ended five years. Your husband's been doing it for recently. He's been like, "Yeah, so we're watching this this program called Mad Men." I'm like, "Mm hmm." <laughs> mm hmm. He's like, "Yeah, it's really. Good. I think you'd really like it." I'm like, "Babe, that finished five years ago. They were filming it like 15 years ago." I was like, "No." I'm like, "We can Google it, babe. We can Google it." <laughs> but you know, in, in the Crown, the royal, the the, the real royal family, yeah. the press team have actually issued a statement like. Oh, we just want people to bear in mind that these aren't true facts. They're basically saying, oh, yeah, like, yeah, no, no, no. Like, Netflix has had to tell people it's not a documentary. Yeah. There's been a huge, there's been this, like, huge uproar of people being like, I thought it was a documentary. Apparently, they never <laughs> said that. And it's like, yeah, no one was in the room when they had those very private conversations. It's called drama. It is fictionalized, but it is, it and is, it is good. I love it. It's the casting. I, I, 
Yes. Oh my god, brilliant. It's the casting. I, I think I think I might prefer the first two. This is really boring for you, Big Al, because you haven't seen it. Keep going. Never, okay, fine. move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it happened. Oh. I look. No. For those, oh no. Listening to the podcast, I think we could slightly forget there for a second as we were on absolute oh. the crown ramble. The thing that Amy was dreading happened has just happened, and she's just kicked her board into the bath, and now you're oh bathing in beetroot juice. Thank oh God you don't drink, drink booze. At least beetroot juice is going to be good for your skin. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God! And my second, my grandma's candle nearly fell in the bath as well. Oh well, it's my candle now. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I snatched it from her grave. <laughs> oh my no, god! I, <laughs> I bought it for her for her birthday, and then three days later, she died. Oh, probably, probably unrelated. Totally. <laughs> I love that Amy has been drinking beetroot juice and not loads of wine, and this is the stuff that tumbles out of her. See, kids, you may as well just drink booze. Do you know what I mean? Um, health, health, health. Energy, energy, energy. Are you oh. Are you okay? Okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I just dropped the I dropped the headphone into the water yeah, again. Yeah, go on. I no, want to no. ask you more food questions. Then Twigs is like you're such a nerd. Um, what do you have? Like your favorite plant based thing to make? I really like, and this might be boring. I really like to just roast whole vegetables and then put like on really low for a long time, and then just smother them in peanut butter. Oh, and that's it. Wow. wow, that's an amazing thing. Because here's the thing, like, uh, so as someone who is planning on going sober next year um, for a bit, um, for as long as I can, uh, and, you know, recently someone, if you'd said to me, like, Amy's saying, if you'd asked me a year ago if I'd be sober, like, no one would believe you. If, like, you'd asked me two and a half years ago if I would be a vegetarian, I would have, I would have laughed in your face. Like, like, I would have, there would, it'd be more likely that I would have, like, run for office, you know? Like, become, like, deputy mayor of London. Let's be realistic. You know, I was nothing with a mayor. Um, <laughs> come on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm a, veg- I'm, a veg- I'm a vegetarian. Like, that is wild. Like, so wild. But it is, like, achievable and obtainable. And now I can't even actually imagine eating meat, and I just never would. What are those, those recipes that you reckon you could like snag people with where like people are like oh it's actually quite nice they're the so i was talking about this being because we were talking about what (laughs) what um formats we can do in the new year and maybe you can help me come up with a name because i don't think secret vegan is good enough but it's like it's going to be a series about those recipes where you know you don't even notice that there's no meat or dairy yeah so like a really good curry just because it's so so well spiced you just don't even notice and you can use like tofu oh god i don't even want to say tofu because that's just the most vegan thing (laughs) but like you can just use like chunky roast vegetables or like beans or i don't know lentils god i'm so vegan (laughs) um (laughs) i'm trying not to be annoying about it there's really good like i'm not trying to tell this is such a typical thing of me trying to tell the chef how to their job but like there's really good like chicken alternatives yeah you know like amazing things where you're like i'm sorry have you just fed me chicken and it's like no man it's like like yeah 
you know what the best one I've had actually and there's that's why there are so many good alternatives no no one needs to die anymore mm -hmm. so today I had for dinner because I was working late I was like I'm gonna have a bougie night get a takeaway talk to the gals have a bath so I ordered from cook daily <gasps> oh I haven't got oh. something from them since like I don't know beginning of the year I haven't even considered They've that. They've just They're gone so into the room. Oh, guys. Oh, my God. I had, I had the fake chicken Thai green curry with brown jasmine rice. And it is so, it just, it bangs so hard that it would, like, you can't miss me. No. Because the chicken, it's like chicken. It's better than chicken. Yeah. 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 No, it is. Because it, it is. isn't chicken. It is. And that's what makes it better. It's better than chicken. That's like my number one vegan food recommendation probably in London because That's good to know. I just think the guy is, who runs it is an absolute legend. His name is King and he runs Cook Daily in Shoreditch in Box Park and he's the coolest guy ever and his motto is no blood, no bones and he's like from Thai heritage and just makes the most amazing curry paste. Mm. Legend. Um, have you got any, any if someone was going to come to our beautiful capital and they wanted some like vegan food cafes like or or restaurants where would you send them well where you and i went for brunch the other day twinks was nice the uh, wild food cafe that was amazing oh, in those yard. i've been there a few times lovely isn't it yeah um mildred's is one of my favorites mm. there's a few there's one in uh, camden there's one in soho there's one there's a few definitely go to mildred's it's like it's never the same it's just sort of like a mishmash of i can't even it's not one cuisine it's just lots of delicious i've never had one bad thing there um there's a, a rasa in stoke newington is the indian yeah, 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 yeah. i don't i don't know if it's vegan but they just definitely vegetarian vegan options yeah maybe yeah and you, you... um but then like i find like there are so many amazing like pop-ups coming up because we live in east london like bohemia place they do like this market which is a vegan market which have amazing options um sutton and sons do vegan fish and chips now Ooh. bang in uh there's a fine dining place called i'm, I'm gonna butcher no pun intended the pronunciation gautier or gautier which is a place that i booked before lockdown happened and it's like a fine dining taste menu vegan place because I've never had one and I'm dying to try it so that's going to be the first thing I do when it opens again mm. just go there but yeah so many places to explore and it's only getting more popular and, and I know this this question probably comes up like loads for plant-based people but do you bother with vegan cheese much yeah <laughs> vegan cheese Dan, I, I love vegan cheese. There's so many amazing ones now. I need to revisit. And anyone... Okay. Anyone who says it's bad hasn't tried the good yeah, shit. Yeah, I think... Because there are so many. So we just put in an order. This is so bougie. We put in an order at Faux Marjorie. Oh, I've heard of that. such a good name. Faux Marjorie. So, Faux. I, I get it. <laughs> the girl just looked at me like, Faux Do you get it? Do you get Marjorie. it? Marjorie. And I was like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so we've... We're getting our Christmas cheese board from there. We're getting like six cheeses and chutneys. And there's like truffle cheeses made of like cashews and just the most incredible yeah. shit. But even, you can even get 
good cheese in Sainsbury's. Like literally, Sainsbury's own vegan like cream cheese is really. That's good. That's good to know. Also, I use in my in my garlic dough balls via life cheddar block, and it melts amazingly. Also, shout out to Cheese. Cheese is a great Sheez. brand. Cheese. Cheese. Write it down, honey. Is it made by women? <laughs> no, it's just like fake cheese. Cheese. Because people get so mad when you call it cheese. Yeah, 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 they do, don't they? It's just not cheese. I, it's not. They're like, call it what it is. And I'm like, what? Like the lactations of cow fermented rape. Do you know what drives me absolutely juice. mad is when people are like, oh, um, if you don't eat meat, then, you know, like, why, why are you eating, like, you know, corn? And so why are you eating vegetarian oh! sausages if you don't like meat? I'm like... Well, uh, but people use dildos and they still like dicks. Doesn't mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's like the separate thing. Big Al. Oh my god. That's probably that That's is what... like this is like a serious pod bath expose. Big Al normally lets me say all like the really risque shit. That is like <laughs> woo. Look at her sipping on her juice.
fizzy hot drink oh, I like. That's wild. Come on, Heston Blumenthal. Come through. That's wild. But I don't know if science would allow that. Like, would that it even It might work? explode. You could probably only put a really small amount in because I feel like the heat yeah. and the carbon might create some something quite Because you, you can't put hot liquids in Nutribullets. Yeah. But I do want a fizzy cup of tea. Oh, wild. so crazy. The plant-based... The plant-based Heston Blumenthal to... was born make, via a soda stream. Make it cold and then fizz it and then heat it up really quickly after it's fizz. Maybe we could do it that way. I think we need you'll have, yeah, you'll, I think get, do some trial and error. I see a new series, Amy in a lab coat with a soda make it, stream. Make it fizzy. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. <laughs> This is great, guys. I need you in my next break. Um, what? So you like? So beetroot juice is the go-to, but like anything fizzy. But no, not just beetroot juice. I'm into any juice. Like I've also got this Corsten's Press mm, apple and ginger, which juice. Now that bangs. would be lovely with some fizzy water as well. Bit of fresh mint. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, Alex. Stop. <laughs> 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 yeah, just. Juice, any fruit, it goes in the juicer and we drink yeah. it. So good for you. And you know what? Like, I love water. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> That's, that is all. Oh. We've been chatting for an hour. I know. These things happen. It's gone so um, quickly. The only other thing we can really talk, we can really talk, so yeah, I've got a few more questions. So, like, we are talking about you are now, you're now living your best life. You've got your, you're living your, your best vegan sobriety, big love dream, but you're doing your dream job. And obviously Amy and I started out our, our friendship with her being my, my muse, my, one of my models of, of many, many years. Like, is that something you want to like touch upon? Like the, the, the Prevo modeling career? Um, I don't know if it was a career. I think it was more like you and me and then you and all of your friends made me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with it. You pimp. Hey. That's kind of, that's, well, she didn't get commissioned, so. I very rarely get paid. Sorry. That's hilarious. Yeah. But like, I was always. But I was I pushing. Love it. I was like, "Look at the face! Look at the face!" And I come on. And Amy was like, "No, I love food." <laughs> That's now she's a yeah. hand food model and a cooking face. But model. I mean, I feel like maybe the combination of you know your 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 you know I'm not going to call it. What she's trying to say is that she <laughs> made you a model, and now you have. A food career for you. Well, yeah. Well, what I so yeah. What I was always saying was being being the the basic bitch that I am. I was like, come on, Amy, you can be a model. You can make some money. It's London. Come on, Amy, look at that beautiful face. Like if I if only I had that beautiful face. And Amy was always like, no, please. Like I love food. And I was like, Amy, come on, combine the. And now we like fully combine the two and like living. Like what's 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 the next step? The next step, I want to continue making recipe videos and teaching people the plant-based way and showing people that plants are delicious and there's so much you can do with them and have fun. I just love cooking and I just want to, I just want to chop. 
I'd be happy if you put me in a kitchen and said, chop these hundreds of onions. I would, and I'd love it. And that's all I want. I love your passion. So I'm pretty happy right now. I love it. <laughs> I do too. When, so this, this, is like a, this is like a behind the scenes chat that might end up on the podcast. But <laughs> when Amy ended up on my doorstep um, and living in my bed, she was like, don't worry, my mum's going to send us a HelloFresh box. <laughs> and so she did. Amy just cooked yeah. me every day, which was wonderful. Mum sent me a HelloFresh box and then I started working for HelloFresh and I think I did about five different jobs for them. So I started making their recipe videos, which is a pretty good place to start. And then I started selling their boxes and then I started doing demo chefing at yeah. the shows. So I really have had a very strong HelloFresh career since that those days when mum sent us mm. a HelloFresh box because I was had no money at all. I literally come to London and spent my last 30 quid on a towel from TK Maxx because I didn't have one. Wait, I'm sorry, you bought and a I 30 pound towel? I was wondering that, I'm glad you asked. What kind of fucking towel was it, babe? Yeah, I did. It was, it was pretty nice. <laughs> I hope so. I mean... But it was from TK Maxx. <laughs> Who buys a 30 pound <laughs> towel? <laughs> it's madness. When you've got no money. Yeah. Babe. Yeah. Um... I did. But I've upgraded my towel game, actually. Just let me tell you about this. Since I've moved out of the warehouse, we moved into our nice flat, and me and Pasco said, well, I said, <laughs> we need fluffy towels. He didn't say that, but he agreed. So one of our first purchases was, like, really nice, fluffy, white John Lewis towels and for bath time. So You'll be getting, getting wrapping around that towel. No, the towel will be wrapping around you later. Um... Oh, hello. Gosh. Give her give her one orange squash and she's anyone's, Mrs. Bora. Um uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Anything else you'd like to inform us with? Any pearls of wisdom, stories you've got? Mm-hmm. Pearls of wisdom. I every night do gratitude, which Yes. So every night before we go to bed, we light a candle and we take it in turns to say things that we are grateful for that happened in the day. So we'll take it in turns and it could be like, I'm grateful that you made me a cup of tea this morning or like, I'm grateful that we had a really nice poo. I don't know. So anything can be like really small things. And then we always end with, I'm grateful for my health, my wealth, my joy, my peace and my hope. And then we blow out the, we say the end and we blow out the candle and it's a tradition and we've literally been doing it every day oh, since March. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Gratitude is like, I, I, I can fully endorse that. Like I, I've said on the podcast recently that I had some sad, some sad times and I got the six minute, the six minute diary, um, which was, uh, I was, I was, I was recommended this by Saskia, Saskia Wabbit. So shout out Saskia if you're listening. But yeah, it's a diary and I spend three minutes in the morning and three minutes in the evening sharing gratitudes, reflecting, putting in affirmations. And it sounds pretty hippy-dippy, but it really does turn around. It meant, like mental it, health. I, I literally bought one for, uh, uh, I'm not going to say who, um, but I bought one for, for, one of, for one of my friends this week um, because they were having a tough time. And I've actually, <laughs> it sounds silly, I've, been, I've, I've bought a couple for my friends if they're having a hard time so I'm like do you know what I can't do anything but even if for just a week you practice gratitude like I promise it will make you feel different in some way that's nice 
Yeah, it will. It just puts things into perspective and also like frames the day. Yeah. Like this is what I've done today. This is everything yeah. I'm grateful it, for. Uh, just exactly and starting the day with a positive with a little bit of reflection and a little bit of mindfulness I think obviously my, mindfulness 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 is such like a 2020 thing and people don't know how to um uh, don't know how to in, uh, integrate it within their lives because it seems like such a thing of like oh I don't know where to start but honestly a little bit of gratitude in the morning or the evening is a, is a great way to start and then it will just kind of snowball from there really yeah, that's wonderful tips or tricks. Do you have a bath memoir for us? A bath memoir. A bath memoir. <laughs> bath memoir. I think Sol just said to me, so you just mean a memory. I was like, yeah, Yes, but so. it's a bath memoir. <laughs> <laughs> bath memoir. Specifically in yes. the bath. Okay, well, obviously. <laughs> Do you have a bath memoir from your last yes. trip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that. Um... I do have a few. Which one though? Like, there's good ones, there's bad ones. I feel like, every, okay, I'll give you probably Great. the best one. Was in September. So, Pasco and I do trades, which are basically we we trade professional photography, like professional photos, with people who have nice like holiday rentals so we get free stays in places in exchange for like we give them nice lifestyle photos of us selling love's young dream in their house which will help them get more sales great idea and for the entrepreneurs we had a trade (laughs) we had a trade in um the middle of nowhere in the countryside somewhere and it was in this most like beautiful like safari luxury cabin which had like three bedrooms on this big wooden veranda overlooking like a private lake. And then you could roll up one of the walls and there was a ginormous egg-shaped bath, which was plenty of room for both of us to sit in either end. And so every we were there for four nights. We'd have at least two baths a day. Literally um, like have the bougiest time, like fill up the bath, bubbles, drink loads of tea and eat crumpets in the bath and read poetry and stuff and one night we made um a time capsule nice so pasco put the recorder and we just talked about the year and like where we were and what we were doing and so our plan is to do one every september forever and then so we can look back on our just like time stamps in the year the year 2020 what the fuck was that (laughs) what a great year to start with it's only uphill from there. So, yeah, so that's oh, my bath That's a great bath noir. What a lovely idea as well. Yeah, really beautiful. Yeah. This is your bath noirs, but you do them all the time. I suppose so. Yeah, that's I suppose so. It is actually kind of a, a very... Sometimes actually, because we are talking to our friends... On either side, I think we forget that we put these out to people that we don't know or know that listen to them. And we, anyone that is listening, we love you, yeah. whether we know you or not. We love you <laughs> and we appreciate you and we thank you for listening to this. So, yeah, that, that's the whole point. You're naked, you're in the bath, you're chatting to your mates and then other people are going to listen. But people, yeah, it, it, is, it is wild listening back to them. But I mean, we, I, I don't listen back to them, but, we'll but later on, back. yeah. We're, in yeah, like ten true. years, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, yeah, 
It'll be like you've got your own reality show. It'll be like you're the Kardashians. But like, this, we're, this was the original series before we had like loads of facelifts. But we were talking about a it. Giant bar. Before this, we were like, imagine our kids or like your kids or my, whatever being like, wait, so you used to have bars together and record them. And we'll be like, yeah. And they'll be like, why? We'll be like, uh, 2020 was weird. It was weird, yeah. Like, we just carried on. We weren't working. <laughs> um, uh, Amy, I love you. Where can we find you? Yes. Well, no. I Come on now. So you. <laughs> Where can you find on me? The on the internet. Don't give okay, out your address. <laughs> I am at Amy Tasty on Instagram, and that is why you I like can that you've gone me. for Amy Tasty and not Tasty Amy, which might have been a bit weird, but I do like it. Someone else has got Tasty Amy. I oh, that was my no. first choice. Well, you are Tasty Amy. <laughs> and for those listening, Amy is one of my absolute favourite people on the planet, and I'm not just saying that because she's in the bath, but no. she is one of the most beautiful humans you will meet inside and out. I think they will know that just from listening to this. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just going on the record so I can listen back to it, or so Amy can listen back to it in ten years' time. You look. I'm <laughs> from smiling. Thank at you, you so much for joining us and for all the um, hazards that you have put yourself under during this recording session. I am gonna have to peel my grandma's candle out of her bumhole now. So. Wild. I love you. Oh, we'll see you soon. And with that, bye, guys. Bye. 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 Love you. Oh. There she was. Poster girl for veganism and sobriety. She'll absolutely hate me for saying that. Rewind, rewind. Do you know what? If there ever was a poster girl, like, they they couldn't, the the sobriety and, and vegan CEOs could not have put a better face to yeah, it. put her on your poster. Yeah. Um, thank you, Amy. I hope you all found that hella insightful. I did. Um, in the gentle way that she talks about her lifestyle choices. Yeah. Um, so, please listen back to more of our episodes. Yay. Subscribe, like, you can find them on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcast. No, not Squadcast. That's what we're recording this on. Just, just, all just of the listen. Places. Just listen. Just listen on the link to it. It's really easy. Um, and um, from from now onwards, I'm actually going to share Amy's modelling career uh, that I've directed for her. Um, so I have luckily for this particular, I mean, I always try to use uh, original content if I have styled them or shot them in some way, but for Amy, I have so many beautiful pictures of her and there are so many beautiful pictures of her modeling for a range of my friends and clients. And she is just exquisite in every which way. And I am, I feel very lucky to have her in my life. So as from our Instagram, as of tomorrow, start listening, start watching at pod bath and you can talk to us on there it's the best way to chat to us we absolutely love it when you um take the time to message us with with anything recommendations or just chat um straight up say hello friendship and stuff friendship stuff thank you so much poppies we have one more episode yep before the end of the year before the end of the year and what a year it's been it's gonna be a nice little wrap up yeah 2020 little moose bouche moose bouche We love you. Train it, baby. Woo!